Welcome to Direct-to-Video DVD Extras, a podcast between podcasts where we talk about whatever we want. Now, where's the button on this thing? Hey, I just, I just had a thought. Yo. How come we can never stop talking about Star Wars? Because Star Wars... Hmm. But here's the thing, though. We're definitely going to talk about Star Wars during our next real episode. And I have a reason why, and it's written down. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't want to bring it up, but, like, it's gonna happen. It feels like almost every... You know what? No. Every time we talk, it feels like we bring up Star Wars. Star Wars, is, Star Wars, for me, is fun to talk about because if you want to talk about how a movie works, Star Wars is always a great example. Mm. Uh, it Like, if, if you've ever seen that, that fucking, uh, like, graph of a perfect story. Yes. Yeah, yeah. A New Hope fits into every every part of the, the hero's journey perfectly. Yeah. And the Star Wars trilogy itself is like a good is like a foundation for how trilogies work. Like the only the only movies that I would talk about more than Star Wars that I can't really talk about, uh, because I don't know if you've seen them and it doesn't come up often, are uh, is Alien and Aliens. Hmm. I haven't, but I've heard they're very good. They are very good. I would recommend you should you watch them because Alien mm-hmm. kind of set the standard for how how to do horror with sci-fi elements. Mm. Is and, Alien is Alien and Aliens is are, is that also the, the are those also the movies that kind of um they have a female action hero? Yes. In a time when you don't you didn't really get those, how you still don't get female action heroes? Yeah. But yeah, uh, they, that, that was that was a big deal. Well, but that's the thing though is like Alien is is your classic horror movie. You know, you have your you have your your heroine who's kind of this uh, in regards to the other characters is inexperienced, is young, um, and and is and is like quote unquote saved by her youth. You know, like in co- conventional horror movies. Oh, okay. What makes what makes Alien work is that it's in space, but it's not in it's not. It's accessible space. Sorry. It's accessible sci-fi. Oh. And um, okay. there, there are a lot of smart things that they do writing-wise that lead to that. And Aliens is important because Aliens pretty much showed people how to make a blockbuster science fiction movie with action. Like mm-hmm. Star Wars invented the blockbuster. Aliens invented the blockbuster action movie. I think Jaws invented the blockbuster I hate to jump in on this. Joss came out in like, I think Joss came out afterwards, but okay, did it? Oh, that's I, fine. If, the, I if that's so. true, that's fine. Um, yeah, Joss came out in 1975. Oh, okay. When did Star Wars come out? Oh, let me double check. I don't... <laughs> See, the problem is you look up Star Wars and you just get like a million things. Oh, that type in a New Hope. That's how you do it. Ugh. 1997. Or seventy-seven. I was gonna say that's not right. So, yeah. so Jaws did come yeah, out first. I, th- I think I I genuinely think that Jaws uh, Jaws invented the uh, the blockbuster. Mm, probably, probably. I, I will I, begrudgingly I, give that to you. Although I think I might have may have heard that on the film reroll. And while I think they all are kind of movie experts, I don't know that I would go to them for movie expertise. <laughs> I'll I'll have to look into it. You could be right, but either way, like a- Aliens set the standard for how to do an action movie, and like and if and when you watch it today, it feels kind of boring. But 
Mm-hmm. But like, because like every action movie that came out after Alien like ripped off Alien in some way. It's mm-hmm. and it's kind of it's kind of unbelievable when you ha- when you re- when you think like how old this mo- the movie is because Alien came out in seventy nine, so only a couple years after Star Wars. Uh, okay, that that makes me think of what little I know of Jaws because I haven't seen Jaws either. Is that um, they say that it they broadly hmm. i say you know what i say that it invented the blockbuster you did say that, that that's the rock i'm dying on <laughs> um and uh but it's it's a suspense sort of a thriller horror movie that for three quarters of the movie not only doesn't show the shark but also spends its time instead of building up scary stuff happening is about people whether or not they're going to close the beach. So like there's there's a whole stretch of the movie that's actually not suspenseful, just kind of boring. That's just setting up story. <laughs> yeah, no, Alien uh, it's not it's not it's 100% not how they would do it anymore. Yeah. A- Aliens is definite Alien sorry, Alien is definitely definitely has like horror in it. Mhm. Um I have to see it. I don't have I don't have much of a uh, much of a taste for horror, but that's such a classic that I feel like I I should go. And honestly, by to, by today's standards, uh, the horror parts of the film aren't really that scary anymore because the the special effects are a bit outdated. Mm. But it's still it still has a good amount of tension and disturbia, and a big part of that is just the the design of of all of the alien stuff that the humans come into contact with was uh Giger and if you've ever seen anything that Giger did it's like super sexual and phallic mm. yeah I um, sort of I sort of know that but again um most of his stuff is is horror stuff yeah so I I, I kind of don't, I, I I only know of it from a third party thing yeah so you watched the live action Beauty and the Beast movie fuck yeah I did uh, it's, it's been a little while, so I wanna. I hope I have. I hope I have all the thoughts I wanna have about it now, <laughs> um, because I did not write them down, which I usually do when I watch a movie. But I've been listening to the soundtrack because I think the soundtrack is great. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. So can we kick this? I guess spoilers for the new movie because I bet we're gonna do what we always do, which is just run through it. I, I don't I don't actually want to do that just because because okay. we did do that we, it's it's the same story the story is pretty much the You're same right. we we don't have, we don't have to run through the whole thing but I did want to mention that at the first part definitely spoil, spoilers for this movie though because we're gonna talk about like yeah, the we're, cool stuff yep. that happened in that movie the f- the first part uh, the prince is at a party and he answers and, and the the witch comes in okay. Yeah. He's already like 21 here. Yep. And she, her curse stops time around the castle in a really cool way in that it's summer and snowing at the castle. I love that. Yeah. Um, so I love that. And I also love that, hey, he's 21, which means he is at an age where he should have made this decision better. Yeah. The fact that he did this means that he didn't think of this person as a person yeah yeah um so that was the first thing that i immediately liked about it 
I felt like it fixed that big glaring problem with the with the original movie. Yeah, they also they also changed the they changed they changed exactly what the curse entails. Is not only does it stop time, but from what I gathered, like picking up on the the talking between the servants throughout the film, mm-hmm. the servants weren't immediately turned into objects. Do you think that? They, they, they started slowly turning into them. Ugh. Because because if you listen to them talk, uh, you that hear could, you hear Lumiere. Real body horror stuff for a while, huh? Yeah, because Lumiere mentions that like they get more and more stiff with every passing day, and then Ugh. like, oh, I hate this. I hate yeah. the thought of I hate the thought of of walking around the castle where everybody is like the the third morphed anamorph at the at the. At the <laughs> Yeah, like Lumiere is like kind of a he's got like wax all over his face and his hands on fire, and he's just kind of moping around because he can't touch anything. <laughs> um, that's that was my understanding of it. Um, oh, that is that is a dark timeline. Yeah, and I don't but, like but, that at all. <laughs> but but that's the thing is is like is when when I went in to watch the movie, my my immediate thought was. The when Beauty and the Beast first came out, the big thing that it had is that near the end of the movie, they were like, "We're gonna convince everybody that the Beast is gonna die." And oh gonna, yeah, I thought that, of that. I thought of that as I watched this scene. Yeah, and I, and I, and I was like, "How are they going to do that again?" Because you can't do that again. Everyone knows that twist, right? They they, they fucking did it again. And they fucking did it again though. They but did, they like they did really bad. I cried at that part. They did it again, but the thing is, is they raised the stakes because so not, much. Because because not only is like the beast dead because he does die, mm-hmm. like he fucking dies. They off him. But yeah, then you dead. have to go through like five or ten minutes of like all of the house servants, like yeah, every other character in the movie dying, turning like, just... into <sighs> slowly like, turning into objects. I'll tell you the exact part I cried on. Uh-huh. Okay, so in this movie, Chip is skating around on a on a saucer like he yeah. is an, like he is an eighties teen. It's pretty great, and he can use it to get anywhere, and that's pretty neat. Um, but he freezes mid skate and topples off the castle, and I was convinced they were gonna kill him because <laughs> he, like the beast, could be brought back after the curse was done. Yeah, I assumed they were going to shatter him, and I was like, "Oh my god, no, no, no!" <laughs> and he ends up being caught by the um, coat rack, hat rack. Yeah, and he, but but man, it was too late. I was already bawling. Sorry, Chip, you're gonna have to change your name to Shattered. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, um, later when he was a human again, it did occur to me that Chip is a stupid name. Huh. Because Mrs. Poss was just calling him Chip, and I was like, okay, that's not a kid's name, though. That can be a cup's name. It's a nickname. Yeah, okay. Like, I, f- I follow a Let's Player who goes by Chip. Yeah, okay. Let me talk about how they fixed, but also subtly changed, the um, existential horror elements of this movie. Yeah, oh yeah. Because in the first, in the original one, the the horror elements were really that nobody was aging except the beast. Yeah. And this one, nobody ages, 
But that means that this town, which is not nearly as bad a town anymore, because I think everybody is sort of being minorly mind-controlled. And now, now Emma Watson's walking around the town thinking, man, this place is so boring. And of course it's boring, because these people... Everything is... They have been made to forget everybody most important to them and act like everything's normal. So it has to be super boring for them, right? Yeah. And if you think about it, the one person that seems like a normal dude is the priest. And he doesn't—he definitely doesn't have a wife and kid that he doesn't see anymore. Yeah. Unlike, unlike Mr. Potts, who we see in the beginning of the movie, saying, okay, here's the thing. He says... I keep on interrupting myself for this. Yeah. He says, um, I've forgotten something, but I don't know what I forgot. And I honestly thought that was just like a reference to Harry Potter. That's what I thought too. But no, it's that, I mean, maybe it is, but he lost his wife and child and does not know about it. That he, is, that is awful. <laughs> yeah. Like he keeps struggling to remember that he forgot it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, the, the thing that this made me think of is in the... In the original movie, Gaston... One, Gaston was way more evil than he is in the remake. In the remake, Gaston is more reactionary. He doesn't, like, come up with evil plans, like start a wedding before telling the girl or kidnapping an old man. He... Everything he does is, hey, this is a good time to do this thing. This is a good time to ask Belle to marry me. This is a good time to tie an old man up in the woods so he gets devoured by wolves. This is yeah. a good time to lie to everybody so that we can go kill Bell's, um, the the guy Bell loves. And it seems like he's still a bad dude, but not nearly in the same way. He's not. And I, th- he, I think the reason for that is so that, um, they can make LeFou a likable character. Yeah, so, yeah, I think my big thing is, is, uh, Gaston is very, uh, is, is, he's changed from being an evil character to just being a, oh, he's just a horrible person. Like, he's mm-hmm. not evil yeah. anymore. He's just a horrible person. The movie really, like, tries to push him as being more of just a... How would I... Sorry. No, this is this is fine. But yeah, he, the, the movie keeps pushing him into being into this role of just being this, like, more intentionally toxically masculine, I think, than, than cartoon Gaston. Because not only, not only does he love, like, all of this generic man shit, he also loves war... And murder? He does. But here's the thing, here's the thing that made him sort of less... Cartoonishly uh, evil. Well, no, I, here's the thing, I loved the cartoonishly evil Gaston because I liked your take on him. Yeah. Where everything he does, again, especially after this election season, felt like something that a real person who felt like the world belonged to them would do. And yes. this one, it, it sort of feels like that less for a couple of reasons. One of them is that he likes Belle for her personality. Now, the reason he likes her personality is that she's the only girl who's not fawning over him. Yeah. But that's still something that he actually genuinely likes about her. I mean, that's still kind of gross because it, it feels like uh, he just wants a chase. Yeah, that's the thing is, is like the reason he likes her is be, like, I think he actually literally says because she's not boring because she, she doesn't just throw herself at me. But on the like, other, ugh. on the other hand, she's kind of also the only girl in the village who's not boring. She reads, she invents, she invents a washing machine. I wanted to talk to you about that. So that she could teach the little girl to read. Um, oh, but there was something I wanted to say about Gaston, which is now that the village is 
brainwashed. We don't really know why Gaston is the way he is. In the first one, he was definitely that way because of the village, but it's sort of revealed that he's not anymore because, especially because in his song, yeah, who is paying everybody to sing with him? Oh my god, we oh uh, so that completely changes the dynamic of Gaston's character. Oh, absolutely. LeFou is... It, it not only changes his character, it changes um, the relationship he has with LeFou and the relationship, the relationship he has with the town. Because now LeFou is the brains of the operation. Yeah. And before he was just the sidekick. LeFou is the one who knows how to grease the wheels and get stuff done. Done. But at the same time, LeFou is still obviously scared of Gaston. Right, and also and he, infatuated with him. Yeah, so he, he wants ga- he wants he wants side. that attention, and Gaston is giving it to him. But I'll but tell I think you what I, I I'm I'm sorry I'm go I no no I'm I let you finish yeah um, I know I'm no I'm gonna let you finish because I really want to bring up I really want to bring up uh, Balto. Okay, because I wanted to bring up this 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 might line up in a weird way. All right, I just wanted to say they killed Gaston. Yes. the same way they did in the first one, except that it was kind of nobody's fault. It was there were a couple things I didn't love about this movie, and one of them was the fact that he died because the castle crumbled underneath him and nothing else. But another thing that, a sort of like deeper thing I didn't like was that when we were talking about it before, I did not want him to die. Yeah. Um, And you said he could die after he got some real punishment or something. Yeah. But um, what I wanted was I wanted him to know that LeFou had turned on him. And LeFou turns on him, and he never finds out about it. That's That was my that was yeah. my big problem with Gaston's ending in this one. If he was going to go attack the attack the beast, and LeFou shot him, that would have been great. Oh my god. Uh, I, like, I, I, I was sitting there hoping that he was going to attack the... He was going to attack the beast, or attack Bell, and LeFou was going to, like pour hot water on him because at this point he was teamed up with mrs potts <laughs> i would i would have loved that that would that that would have been that would have been too cartoony because it definitely still have had to end in him dying yeah uh but you know even just like throwing a rock at him or something gaston's arc in this movie is is definitely a lot less satisfying because mm-hmm. of that because because at least at the end of at the end of beauty and the beast the original cartoon that's not that that sounds gross at the end of the uh, animated film, mm-hmm. when before Gaston dies, he gets this, he gets an amazing moment of 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 you lost, and mm-hmm. then he shows his real character by cheating a, a quote unquote win, and that costs him his life. Mm-hmm. That's good. Like that's it's not the best way to off a villain, but it it has some form of like he did an action, and that action immediately backfired and got him killed. But in this like instant karma. But yeah, but in this, it's more of just like like he killed the beast, and then whoopsie daisy, he he happened to die by accident, and that's yeah. not satisfying because it's not him falling to his death is not a direct result of his actions. Mm-hmm. Where was I? Where were you? Uh, talking, you you were you were talking about how Gaston's yeah. death was not satisfying. Yeah, he he just falls to his death, and it. And the the movie tries to make it kind of frame it like, like he, if he had been paying more attention to his own well being than to getting revenge, he could have realized, oh no, I'm gonna fall to my death if I stay here longer. But that's 
who cares? That's not that wasn't done that well. The 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 point that I want to bring up though is mm-hmm. in real life, people don't you like people don't usually get their comeuppance for doing something bad. Usually, you know, people do something bad and and if they get away with it, they get away with it, and if they don't, they don't. And it's kind of left up to chance, depending on what that thing is, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like if I take somebody's eraser when they're not looking, and they fail their test because they couldn't erase an answer or something, nobody's going to know it was me, and I'm not going to, and I'm going to feel bad about it, but the world isn't going to be like, like, as a result of taking this eraser, you are going to be punished by God. Like, no, that doesn't happen. But in a story... If you're if you're crafting a, this kind this villain who has this obsessed driven goal, what I want to see as a viewer is I want to see this villain's goal backfire on them. Mm-hmm. And and as an intelligent viewer, what I expect is the movie to set up a reasonable way for the villain to make to to do an action based on their morals, and as a direct consequence of that action cause harm to themselves that's that feels good Mm. like it feels good when gaston jumps on the beast like stabs him with the knife and the beast throws him to his death right that's the thing i felt like i felt like this the movie was trying to do one of two things either one make it the curse that killed gaston or two make it so nobody killed gaston in the sort of you know, ultimate Disney falling death where it's really nobody's fault. Yeah. But I, I hate that. I, that, 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 that feels like such a cop out. I think the best, I think the best, uh, deaths are, you know, when the hero wins, not when yeah. just something happened. And that's the other thing. Like another thing that the movie could have done is like the movie could have had Gaston like fall quote unquote to his death and then have him like, running away from the castle like oh i did it mm-hmm. i killed the beast i'm gonna be a hero it's gonna be great and then like run into a pack of murderous wolves the because wolves those because you know what because the they're back tearing apart like uh, tearing apart gaston would have been really interesting just yeah just as a throwback and also it was pretty clear in this version of the movie that yeah, nothing had grown in however long. It didn't. It doesn't say ten years ever in this movie. Yeah, but probably about ten years if it's the same story. Nothing had grown in that forest. So yeah, those wolves, like you were talking about, were pretty starving. They were also massive. Yeah, those were huge. Maybe and, they were also cursed somehow. Yeah, but but my big thing about the wolves is like the head wolf had like a scar on their face. Mm-hmm. And in a moment of, like, I wish I was watching a different movie, I was like, why does that wolf have a scar on his face? And why oh, is he the, the leader? You mean the, Balto, you mean the Balto remake where they make that one into a live-action movie, but he fights wolves? Wolf Quest. Oh, good stuff. Well, I don't know, That's um, but that's something that you kind of like to see in a movie. They yeah. Throw in a, they throw in something extra and you want to know about it, and you never learn about it, but it keeps you interested. There, there was a lot of that in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think my favorite change that the movie does is the movie changes uh, Maurice's character. You know, I didn't... I liked Maurice's character. I also liked Maurice's original character, though. I did, too, um, but... But, yeah, this version of him is more... 
One, he's a he's an artist. He's still an inventor, but less an inventor. He's he's more of a like a clocksmith. Yeah. I don't know what they. Because he, makes, know what the, he makes that music box at the beginning. Yeah. But he doesn't really make anything else. And the one thing that it seems like he is obsessed with is this portrait he painted of his wife. Yeah. Oh no! You know what? There was a. There was one part with Maurice. He was he was a pretty cool character. Oh yeah. In the in, in this version, he did a lot of cool stuff. One of the things I liked was that he ran away. I didn't like I thought you know, I did like it. Yeah. He sees the he sees Chip and immediately runs away. <laughs> I thought that was funny. But what um but what I really um what I sort of wished is there's this moment where Gaston is throwing is throwing Maurice in, in the in the carriage to be taken off, taken away to the asylum, and he says, "You wouldn't last a week. Just tell me I can marry your daughter or something." Yeah, and he says something like "never," and in that moment, I wish to God that he had said, "You wouldn't last a week." <laughs> you wouldn't. I was last. like, man, that would have been perfect. Thank you for listening to Direct-to-Video VHS? VHS DVD Extras. I have been Tony Robusto. And I have been your host, Andres. I'm struggling. Do I, do I want to go with the, the full beast lips? Is that what I want to focus on here? <laughs> Those were good lips. Yeah. Reyes. <laughs> 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 I don't know why that got me. <laughs> that got me hard. Oh. Uh, you can uh, you can find me at royalty underscore valens on Twitter. Yes, and uh, you can find me at theater vets with an er. Uh, remember to uh, check us out on iTunes or Google or our website, wherever you find our podcasts. And if you can, give us that sweet, sweet five-star review. It really helps uh, get us on the leaderboards. Yeah, and, and and let's do a real sit-down chat about this, because we have a decent amount of listeners, and I am very happy for all that all of you are here joining us. Somebody leave a goddamn review. We have four listeners in China. What? Can one of you Chinese people open up iTunes? I literally do not know. But if you can, it would be so nice for you to leave a review. And I would just love our only review to be in Chinese. That would be hilarious, actually. Wouldn't that be delightful? I would love that. Guys, this is really how more people find out about us. And then, if more people find out about us, we can spend more time talking about stupid movies. (laughs) Yeah, because that'll give us a a bigger incentive to... Well, it'll give me a bigger incentive anyway to to sleep less and work on editing these things more. Exactly. Listen to him. Listen, listen to how much he wants to work for you. I need it. I got to enslave <laughs> myself to capitalism. It's really the only way we get by. I mean, that's not true. I work like two jobs. I was going. I, I meant as slaves to capitalism. Oh, as slaves to cap. Yes. Just in general, as slaves to capitalism, not because of the podcast. As slaves to capitalism, God, I, we don't make money on this. I would love if we, you know made something off of this that'd be awesome smile if we only got like smiles on faces smile oh that'd be great you know what i immediately took it to monetary and you you took it to smiles on faces and i love that 
uh, we could just end on like a good memory. Like let's let's just sit here and just think for a little bit on, about how much we want to kiss those CGI lips. They were good fucking lips. But here's the other thing I wanted to mention. Lee Rosevere. Yes. We use his music, Penguins on Parade, for our podcast. And it's really good music, and he does a lot of other really good music. There's a... I was just poking around his, uh, his library, and I found something called Going Out for Coffee or something. And it's like a light but almost noir-feeling huh. music. And it's just it's just a good it's just it's just a good tune. You as a listener should go check that out, cause you know what? Why the fuck not? Life's too short. Did we cover all our bases? <sighs> I think we covered all the bases. So, oh, actually, you know what? I also um, if you go to direct two dot video, which is our website, I put up a couple more uh, YouTube videos. I don't really know how to share stuff on YouTube anymore. Huh. I used to use YouTube all the time when I was in high school, and now I don't. Um, it's changed the only one that's gotten that's gotten like an amount of views because most of them just sit there mm. yeah is the one that i cut out of the beauty and the beast one gaston and toxic masculinity oh that's interesting yeah and it's mostly it's mostly you talking about your theory about why gaston is the way he is yeah and i fucking loved it so i took it out and made that because it made me completely rethink his role in that movie yeah, and again, after this past year or so, it it um, it's something that I I think it's important to think about. It's important to um, definitely to to think about how masculinity and the idea that as a man you need to be something specific and what that means for you and for society is important. That's the, those are important thoughts to have. Yeah. Uh, and it's like it's like four minutes. You can go you can go look at it. It's you don't even need to look at it. The video is just it's just a direct video thing. It's not even They they're all great, like just little teasers if you need to entice somebody with a little sip of what we do. Yeah. I also did one that um I did mostly because I had listened to the Balto two one again just to see why it was so popular and I can't figure it out. Um where I just um, put together, I think, a few of my own rants about bears, <laughs> uh, just just like the just like the big stuff about how much I hated the bears in these movies, and just played that. Yeah. So that's in there. That, that was fun. That's yeah. That, that's like that's like a minute. So you can go check that out too. Uh, oh, we'll man. try to add more to that because I I like I like finding I like finding our our gems that we that we have yeah. ended up with out of these conversations. So and, and until next time, I am the ghost of John Smith. Ooh. Oh my god. Oh my god. You want a time dot is? Yeah, uh let's do uh eight twenty let's do eight thirty. Oh jeez, a whole minute, Andy? A whole minute, yeah. Listen. The fuck am I gonna do? <laughs> Play patty cake. I don't know. This is this is gonna be a bad sound, Andy. You. I was also just basically slapping my hands and not really doing the patty cake rhythm. I was gonna say. I sort of I sort of lost the plot after a while. Usually there's somebody else. That's the whole point. Yeah, the whole point of patty cake is that there's someone else that you can judge. Whoever. 
Yeah, whoever messes up uh, is the loser. What? Except you both kind of lose. Uh, do you... Do you play patty cake for keeps? No, no, okay, what do you keep if you play patty cake for keeks? Oh, I won. Give me your hands. <laughs> <laughs>